Well, this morning, uh, we would love to be introducing to you Murray and Michelle Dirksen in person. But unfortunately, because of COVID, uh, they've had to come to us via Zoom and video. And so already during this week, some of our youth have met them, uh, some of our elders and the Global Impact Team, and also some of our women through videos that they've sent us and also uh, a Zoom, Zoom meetings. Murray and Michelle have been international workers for many years. They first went to Guadalajara, Mexico, and they were the first, one of the first that the Christian Missionary Alliance sent into Guadalajara, <clears throat> excuse me, several years ago. And then they were, went to Cairo, Egypt, a totally different language, and worked in an international church there. They then were called back to Latin America, and uh, they became the area directors for the Sun region, which includes Mexico, South America, Central America, the Caribbean region. So they were there when uh, Stan and I were there and were our, part of our leadership team. So we are grateful for all that God has involved them in and the experience they bring. They have four adult children two of whom are married, and uh, they have proud grandparents of one grandchild so far, and so are excited about that. They presently are in Kelowna, BC on home assignment, and because they have resigned from the area directorship, which they just did that in June, and they're taking this year to connect with churches like ours and to pray into what God has for them next. And so let's hear what Murray has prepared for us today. Good morning, Grand Prairie Alliance Church. My name is Murray Dirksen. Michelle and I have served with the Christian Missionary Alliance as international workers since 1992, serving in many nations and having a heart for all of them. It is a privilege for us to be and to have been with you this week, albeit virtually via Zoom and video, uh, we would have loved to have spent this week with you in person, but alas, we will have to save that privilege for another time. In Jeremiah chapter 23, we read these words, Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence to hear what he is really saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen? If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words, and they would have turned my people from their evil and ways and deeds. You should keep asking each other, what is the Lord's answer? Or what is the Lord saying? As we talk about Grand Prairie and Mexico today, please ask yourself, what is the Lord's answer? What is the Lord saying. It was November 2019. We were standing on a street corner in Coyoacan, an ancient part of Mexico City that was once the home of the Tepenaca people in the 12th and 13th century. We stood outside the eight-foot stone walls of a government compound, along with Rod and Adeline and other pastors from across Canada. Rebecca, a young Canadian professional, in fact, an Ambrose business grad, was explaining the after-school program for the Otomi and other Indigenous children that the Braveheart Ministry were ministering to 
weekly inside that compound. What struck me most was her explanation that most of the 40 to 50 volunteers, many of them UNAM or University of Mexico students, were not yet followers of Jesus. The UNAM has a campus of 350,000 students nearby. And Braveheart and the local online church, La Fuente, were started with students from that university. Rebecca's husband, Jesus Florin, or Chewy as he is called, was one of those volunteers who came to know Jesus by serving alongside Jesus followers in the Braveheart ministry. He was a young communist university student who wanted to do good for the indigenous people in Mexico. He came to know and follow Jesus by working with Jesus followers at Braveheart. Chuy now equips and empowers others to do the same in Mexico City. And among, uh, among the Yotomi and the Huichol people in the mountains around Mexico City. In fact, Rebecca and Chuy are moving to Brooks, Alberta at the end of this year so that they can better prepare themselves for what God has for them next, possibly even going with the Alliance in Canada to other least-reached peoples around the world. Jesus is calling young adults and young professionals in Mexico City into relationship with him and into partnership with what he wants to do in Mexico and beyond. In what ways could we possibly partner with what God is already doing? What is the Lord's answer? What is the Lord saying? It was March 2020, just as this COVID virus was gaining traction around the world. A group of people was gathering at the Alliance Ministry Center in Del Valle, Mexico City. Uh, the very same ministry center that Stan and Ruth Nilsson took on as a project a number of years ago. The very same ministry center that a number of you have gone to and helped renovate. You know, I, I would actually love to tell the story, but I'm going to let Heather Hahn tell the story. Heather is one of the founders of Braveheart Ministries and mentored Rebecca and Chewy into the leadership of the Braveheart Collective. Let's listen to the story from Heather's perspective. Not long ago, when this pandemic was first starting in our world, the Braveheart Ministry talked about how they could possibly effectively minister to families who live hand to mouth. Not working today means not eating tomorrow. And so they came up with a plan of celebrating a meal together and then giving out grocery hampers. They put out the word to all their friends in the local churches and the response was astounding. There was so much food given to put these hampers together. So many families came, but the problem was twice as many families came as had been expected. Not just for the hampers, but for the meal that was to be celebrated together. So our Braveheart staff team on the ground was a little bit in a panic mode until one of them said, God multiplied the fish and the bread back way back when, he can do it again. And let's do this, ask God to multiply in front of everyone, because if God does a miracle, then everyone can see it. So together they prayed and asked God if he would multiply the food that they were going to share together and have some tacos that day. And God did. Everyone ate until they were full and there was no food left over. 
During that time, the, one of our leaders stood up and told the story about how Jesus cares about what he's put in your hand. He will multiply it if you put it back into his hands. So if you go home and you only have a package of beans or you only have enough for soup, put it in God's hands and ask him to multiply it. Many of the people there were kind of dumbfounded that they could actually do something that had happened in scripture years ago today. And so there was one young man at the back that was particularly impressed by that. He was so impressed by the story that he began to translate it for some of the elderly in his community that don't speak Spanish. Later, one of our staff team jokingly said with him, you should be careful. You're telling that story back here, but maybe one day you'll be in front of everyone with a mic, like a pastor telling everyone that story. And the young man looked at her dead serious and said, I think that might happen. He said, I know that God has called me. You see, years ago, I was in prison and a group of Christians would come and visit us. And I heard about Jesus Christ and I gave my life to him. I know he has called me, but I'm not ready. I don't want to do it. Not yet. I know this is a big deal. We are excited that God speaks when he sows the seed in our hearts. It does not come back empty. We also want to encourage you to pray. As we ask God for these things, he loves to answer us and say yes. Would you pray for us for this young man? It was later that week that one of our ministry leaders bumped into him on a corner, a street corner, and he was handing, he was selling was like fruit and vegetable packages that were about to go bad. And he said to her, at the end of every day, I have a little bit left and I take it to the most vulnerable of my community, to people who have no capacity to work or the elderly. He said that that story you talked about taking care of others with what God has put in my hands has really impacted my heart. Jesus still multiplies food for the hungry today. And he just keeps on calling people from least reach people groups to follow him. The young man in Heather's story, the one that was at the back uh, translating, was from the Huichol tribe. The Huichol tribe is the least reached, least reached people group in the country of Mexico. What is the Lord's answer? What is the Lord saying? A window of opportunity for partnership continues to open in Mexico and Mexico City. You, followers of Jesus in Grand Prairie Alliance, have a unique set of pre-existing relationships with Mexico. As you consider partnering with a nation and national church like Mexico, let me lay out some of the reasons this could be a good idea. I'll use the who, what, why, when, and how outline. Who? The, the people of Mexico are a loving, resilient, family-oriented, and deeply spiritual people. They have a love for good food, and you will find Mexican restaurants all over the world. And time spent together around food is really important to Mexican people. Just ask those who have gone on a short-term trip to Mexico whether they enjoyed the food. Mexicans are highly adaptable people, and you will find them all over the world. They have a resiliency to adapt to new environments, and they are the largest dispersed national people group on the planet. What? What could you expect from partnering with Mexico as a nation, a national church, and the Canadian Alliance mission in Mexico City? Opportunity to make a difference in a nation and through a nation. God is doing miraculous things in Mexico. 
Uh, multiplying food is just a small example. There are opportunities to partner with Roberto and Betty in Tijuana as they minister to an Alliance faith community there, with Tomas and Mari Bencomo and Brenda, in reaching the indigenous least reached people of Mexico, including the Huichol people that we mentioned earlier uh, in stories, and with the Canadian Alliance team in Mexico City, which is the largest missionary team the Alliance in Canada has globally. We can help them in reaching the urban professionals and the least reached indigenous of that catalytic mega city. Why? Because God is already doing something in Mexico. And this is a unique season to partner with him in what he is doing there. Another reason is that Mexico is so close and provides so much ministry variety that many of you can go and participate with what God is doing there. When? Hmm. Now is the time. The stage is set. You have already invested people and resources in Mexico over the years. Is Jesus calling Grand Prairie Alliance Church to partner with him? <clears throat> I believe that the years following this coronavirus pandemic are going to be a season of harvest. Mexico has been one of the hardest hit nations on the planet with this virus, and I believe there will be an openness to the healing power of Jesus in that land like maybe never before. How? <laughs> wow, there are so many ways that a local church like Grand Prairie Alliance can partner. There are construction and practical ways that you can help with. There is an international school for teachers and students to partner with. There are business training and grassroots business projects to invest in, both financially and with your expertise. Teaching English is a door opener for meeting university students on campuses like the 350,000 student campus of the University of Mexico. One of our Alliance churches in Mexico City runs a drug rehabilitation project where medical people could get involved. We have partnered with the Union Evangelical Church, an English-speaking international church, where many of you can participate in English, either short-term or long-term. Union is in the process of planting another English-speaking church. Maybe you could be part of that launch. We have Canadian workers planting house churches, uh, who need lots of prayer and continued support so that they can live in those neighborhoods and reach out to more urban professionals. The dream is to help Mexican believers not only reach their own people, not only reach the least reached among them, not only to see a strong presence of Jesus followers in the capital, Mexico City, but to also participate in the sending of workers to the least reached. The Alliance in Mexico has yet to send their first person or a couple into cross-cultural ministries outside of Mexico. Could this be the season that a Canadian church like Grand Prairie could partner with Mexico in the sending of their first workers to the least reached? It was April 2008. I was standing in the courtyard of the Mahdi Community Church in Cairo, Egypt. I was, I was watching three young Egyptian men enter the property. As a pastor, 
I am usually thrilled to see people coming to spend time with other Jesus followers and listening to Jesus' teachings and to worshiping Father, Son, and Spirit together. But when I saw those three guys, I was wrestling. In fact, I was really struggling. You see, we had a problem with young Coptic Egyptian single men coming to this English-speaking international church with the purpose of checking out the young Western single ladies who were part of the congregation, most of whom were teachers at any one of the multiple uh, international schools in that city. When this would happen, we would need to take these young men aside and ask them, in Arabic, to go back to their places of prayer. That's how they explain what church is, their place of prayer. These three young men sat down, and I ended up sitting right behind them to make sure that they didn't make any moves towards some of our young ladies. At the beginning of every service, we would ask newcomers to, to stand up and just tell us the country that they were from. See, we had people from 60 different nations and 50 different denominations attending that church. These three young men stood. And in my mind, <clears throat> with a little, little less than the right attitude, I said, Egypt, Egypt, Egypt. When it came to them, their answers threw me for, threw, for a loop. Panama, El Salvador, Mexico. I was stunned. I had spent a decade of my life in Latin America and could not recognize these Latinos or distinguish them from Egyptians. My first action was to repent and ask the Lord for forgiveness for my horrible attitude. My next action came after the service, when I tracked these young men down to find out why they were there in Cairo, Egypt. They were international workers in Jordan, and they had come to Egypt for a holiday. They heard about Mahdi Community Church and, and came to be with other believers to enjoy some fellowship with like-minded people. They were heading back to Jordan that next week. God is doing something in missions. He is calling young adults and professionals from many nations to join him in bringing good news of a restored relationship with Father and healing for the brokenness of humanity among the least reached in the world. Mexico is one of those nations that is ready to join in. What is the Lord's answer? What is the Lord saying? What could it look like for you to have a Mexican professional or, or a Mexican couple's picture on your fridge as international workers from Mexico to somewhere in the Middle East or Central Asia or North Africa? Could the end result of a partnership between the followers of Jesus here in Grand Prairie Alliance be a new wave of workers from the global south reaching into the least reached nations of the world? What is Grand Prairie Alliance's part in all of this? What is your part as a follower of Jesus in all of this? We believe that you can be a force in developing and mentoring young adults and young professionals from Mexico City in their calling uh, to reach their nation for Jesus, to reach their least reached people groups, 
and to reach out to the least reached of the world. What is the Lord's answer? What is the Lord saying? God bless you.